0: This episode of the You Can't Stay With Me podcast is brought to you by Folk Beauty. If you guys haven't heard about this skincare line yet, you definitely will in this episode. Folk is a natural and vegan skincare brand created by a self proclaimed ingredients nerd. Okay. You all know how I feel about my skincare and the best part folk is offering you guys 10% off using the code sit with me. So all you got to do is head over to folkbeauty.com. That is P H O L K beauty.com and enter code sit with me at checkout.
1: You can't sit with me hosted by Deanna Espear.
0: I have another amazing Bravo episode for you guys because I find that when I don't talk about Bravo, people are not listening, okay? This seems to be a very common thing on the podcast. So I'm very excited to have Jess Rothschild from Hot Takes and Deep Dives. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Diana, how are you? I'm good.
0: I'm good. We just had a little chat before. The reason why I'm having Jess on the podcast today is because... I came across some of your interviews and your interview style was so good. I mean, Thank usually, you. of course, yeah, usually I have comedians on the show. I'd like to make it very, like, funny, lighthearted, which your podcast is. But I really admired your interview style. And because, you know, so much is happening now in pop culture and there are very serious topics that need to be covered, I definitely needed someone whose intelligence level had to be a little above norm (laughs) and yours is way above norm but you know what i mean i just needed someone like you today on the show i appreciate that let's go let's hit it we are gonna cover real housewives of beverly hills um i was just shamed by jess because (laughs) i don't watch (laughs) real housewives of new york
1: i know diana i was like we're talking about the shows we're gonna cover and i'm like well what about new york and she's like i don't watch it i'm like Sweetie, like that's the best one. Like, there's the most to say about New York. So you, right immediately after this, you need to, ooh, I know. At, start I at, at season, honestly, start at season seven and just like keep moving forward.
0: That's good to know because everyone just tells me to watch it and I don't even know where to start. And season, there's so many. See I'm-
1: anyone who like is looking, it's it's the biggest cultural reset that Real Housewives of New York ever had because it is the season where Bethany came back and it's Dorinda's first season. So. Okay. Yeah, it brings you into the modern era, and that is, like, always what I recommend to people.
0: Is it one of the seasons where we see the leg thrown at someone, or is that... No, no, that
1: is... Actually, that is, like, maybe the season or two before. But you don't need to say that. That's, like, nonsense. There's no...
0: Exactly. Like I know about this scene, but I haven't watched the show. And I love being patronized by you because I'm not watching the show because this is not the first time that this is happening.
1: Yeah. It's actually shocking that you watch Summer House and not
0: New York. I know. I watch Summer House because of Vanderpump Rules and it, they're the same generation of people. So, you know, when I got involved in this whole Bravo thing, I wanted to start with the most relatable if I can say for me because obviously I can't relate to Beverly Hills housewife but I do live in LA so yeah. you know I recognize the restaurants the places and how old me- are you how old are you I'm 31
1: oh okay I'm 37 so you're like yeah I under then I get
0: it if I would re- I get it I wanted to see how people my age live you know that was I was curious about this and then now I'm gonna have to start watching (laughs) for sure it's definitely on my to-do list but now I've been catching up with below deck below deck med Mm -hmm.
1: do you watch that I dip in and out I actually I interviewed I had two people from below deck med on I had Colin uh, Colin Macy O'Toole, he was on last se- he was on the previous two seasons of Below Deck Med and he was awesome. Like he's actually from like from Long Island, which is where I'm from. So I actually had quite a bit, like we had, we had a very like fun, like lighthearted like chat about his life, like running the Fire Island ferries, and like I go out to Fire Island all the time. And like he gave some like really interesting um information about like working, just like sort of the lifestyle of these yachtis. And then uh, he was the main one who I interviewed from Below Deck. I I liked him very, very much.
0: I'm not that far in yet. Like I started during quarantine. So I started with Below Deck and then someone told me, "Uh, you're missing out. You need to be watching Below Deck Med. Yeah. And then obviously, Ben is just such a, like, I can't. I can't explain my my feelings towards him. Mm -hmm. If I saw him on a dating app, for example, which I don't use dating apps, I would be like, fuck no. But seeing him on the show, I'm like, I could see myself with someone like yeah. No, they call that sexy ugly.
1: Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a quote from the movie... um, kissing Jessica Stein which is like a classic from 2001 they call it sexy ugly.
0: Um that said before we jump into the episode I do this thing every week where I do tip of the week. So you're going to have to share with us a lifestyle tip that can be a product an app anything that drastically okay. improves your day-to-day life.
1: I never told anybody that
0: because I'm such a good friend.
1: So in this, you know, in quarantine um I got really into skincare. I mean, I've always been into it, but I got really into it and I started w- researching and learning about serums. Um, you yeah. know, like vitamin E, vitamin C. And I bought, of course, I do the masks and all of this, but I bought, um, I was recommended to buy vitamin E serum from this company called The Ordinary. Um, it's v- really, it's like very inexpensive. You can buy it right on Amazon yeah. and you're hey, surprised. To- What's that? It's a UK brand.
0: The Ordinary is oh, very good.
1: Oh, amazing. So yeah, like it's this little serum bottle and you literally, you just put it on your face. And then I was instructed to get this tool, which you literally like you, you charge it and it that's what you use to like have it really soak into your skin. And it's like a brightening serum. And I find it like, I notice that it really works. So I would say that vitamin E, From the ordinary. And then if you can find this tool which like actually massages it into your skin, it's better than using your fingers.
0: What is the tool? Do you know the brand of the tool? Oh, I'll have to go look it up and get it back to you. Since we are on the topic of skincare, I want to share with you guys a skincare tip. And that is an amazing skincare line called Folk Beauty. So Folk is a black-owned natural and vegan skincare line that lets you create a beautiful ritual full of love to treat your pores oily combination stress and sensitive skin with amazing ingredients like hibiscus, aloe and moringa all of which are sourced in Africa. So the creator of the brand wanted to treat specific concerns she was personally experiencing, such as dark spots, oily combination skin and ingrown hairs, along with the high price points of green products, which is a massive no go for me. Okay. I mean, I want to invest in my skincare, but I also want to be able to have enough money for other things, you know? Unfortunately, in the age of inclusive beauty, many natural brands are not catering to these specific concerns along with making it accessible and affordable to everyone. So this is your solution and it can be used for any oily combination, stressed and sensitive skin with all these amazing ingredients. People cannot say enough good things about the toners, the mists. One is made with honeysuckle, the other one is made with aloe. And if you haven't already invested in a great face oil, I highly recommend you start with Folk or you got to do is use my code sit with me for 10% off at folkbeauty.com that is p-h-o-l-k-beauty.com using my code sit with me I want to I know that you've had a lot of people and you've had actually you know black voices come on your show as well talk to you about the recent firings um with Bravo TV Mm -hmm. and I kind of want to know what you learn in these conversations and if if they've kind Mm -hmm. of changed your perspective that you originally had when you found out the news
1: so okay so that's a great question yeah so I did an episode uh, in which I reacted to the firings right when it happened. I did an episode with uh, Laura from sexy unique podcast. Who's an amazing, who's she's among that list of people who like, I really admire and like we're friends in real life. And she's just a great thinker, a great voice in the space. Mm-hmm. And we reacted to it and I 100%, I 100% stand by every single thing we said. Like, we agree with the firings. We agree that this is the best thing that could ever happen to, to Stasi. Um, you know, all press is good press. And that was even before we found out that she was pregnant. So she's going to wind up having a, listen, she has this built in following and this is going to ultimately catapult her into possibly mainstream fame. I think. Yes. Now, as far as inviting, yes, a lot of, a lot of podcasts, has, it's been very important that we sort of, I call it like sharing the mic. And I actually have a listener, his name is Samaj, and he, he's a very like loyal guy to me. And he literally, after every, yeah, yeah, literally after every episode that I do, like, you know, we text and stuff, he's, he's in New York as well, um, or at least he used to live in New York. And, you know, we chat, you know, he gives me feedback, you know, and we just like talk about general pop culture stuff. And I was like, you know what, like, would you actually like want to like hop on, like be a guest and like give your your two cents as like a he's a young, queer black man. Like, I'd love to like pose you some questions and like see how you feel. And he was really nervous. He had never done anything like this. And he didn't sound like it. Yeah, no, he was, he was great. He was great. And he's really yeah. involved. He's somebody who like, he was at Stasi's last tour stop before the whole thing, you know, before okay. the quarantine hit. And, you know, he's, I think he's like a little bit friendly with Sheena and I was so most kind
0: of like sure. a Stan, but he's also from the black community. So it's Correct. like a great perspective. Correct.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a super fan. Um, He's a super fan. And interestingly, he was, Almost, it's like he agreed in the firings. It's like black and white. You have to fire these people. But he also gave a whole list of bullet points of like wh- why he thinks Stasi actually has changed. And she's not like a textbook racist. And it was like, I was kind of like, wait, so you're like defending Stasi? And he's like, I guess. Like he was a little bit, I don't know. I was kind of like, this is an interesting hot take. <laughs> it's like, this is quite a hot take. So it was was interesting because I was a little bit like pushing back on him. But listen, it's his, it's his feeling. And I thought that was interesting, you know, that I was like, wow, you're actually, he's going to go on and follow Sassy to like whatever she does next.
0: I think she's obviously probably devastated to have been fired because, you know, she even said it in that Instagram post that she did on watch what happens live. She was like, please never fire me. I enjoy doing this shit too much. Mm Oh God. But, um, I think she knows that no matter what happens, she'll do fine, and it's probably best, you, you know, for now. I, her apology kind of sucked, I have to say. It wasn't now that, the, the issue was
1: with it was that it was totally generic and not specific at all.
0: I don't know exactly how you know um, crisis PR works, mm-hmm. but the apology kind of sucked about Real Housewives, which is why I wanted to talk to you today. Do you yeah. think the show's dead? Which show? But Beverly Hills. I know some shit is about to blow up, but I just I'm really, I'm, really sure.
1: in, I'm really enjoying this current season of Beverly Hills. Like, I find it thoroughly entertaining, this current season. What about season. it? What about it? Um, I love how Denise has become the center. Denise is a fascinating person to watch, yeah. like, her real life. So the fact that it's now entirely centered on her and then everybody else is kind of orbiting around and the way they have... They've almost made her, I don't want to say they've made her the LVP, but it's true. Beverly Hills has a way of finding one person that they all turn against. And whether that be Kim Richards, whether that be LVP, and now it's become Denise for one reason or another. And I just find it fascinating. I find her relationship with her husband fascinating. This guy is like out of his mind. Um, he thinks that they're being followed. He's totally paranoid. It's it's just they're kooky people, and kooky people make great reality TV. So mm. I think I think it's great. Listen, I love Erica Jane. Um, I'd watch her do anything. I, I'd watch Denise do anything. Lisa Rinna is still great, even though I find it a little bit like she just totally turned on her friend. Like she was legitimately very close friends with Denise. So I find I think Lisa Rinna would kind of turn on anybody maybe she wouldn't turn on erica jane because they seem to be legitimate friends um i just find it to be the great every episode has been entertaining
0: the denise drama is 100 percent saving whatever is left of the show but outside of the denise drama the whole you know all the girls turning on kyle for her friendship with teddy oh that's stupid that's stupid, th- that's stupid. It's fucking old. And also, she, I don't think she deserves it. But I, I want to ask you, so how do you feel about this kind of transition that we've seen with Denise? Because I see a complete shift. And I kind of want your take on that.
1: I suspect that last season, they gave her, we'll call it like a hero edit. I think last season, they... They're editing people in a certain way, and they gave her, like, this golden edit where she literally looked like Mother Teresa. Um, You know, she has, like, the you know, the daughter with the special needs, like, she's a single mom, and, like, they gave her this beautiful edit. And I do think that she's, like, a beautiful person. I think she's a really great person. This season, I think because they knew this thing with Brandy was coming down the pike, I think... if you remember in the very first episode, remember when she started talking about the um, legal stuff with Charlie in that very first episode, she remember she was talking to them in New York about needing to find a lawyer and she didn't want to go to court. Do you remember that? Yes. I think because she started being perhaps a little bit more, even more on, I think she was very honest first season, but I think because she started opening up a little bit more, I think the editors took a bit more liberty with what they were willing to show, so now that's why you see her being rude to a waiter. Or, and and I also think too, she became looser. I think her being like "fuck this," like we're we're walking off the we're walking off the you know walking off this scene. I think she became very busy last season. She wasn't shooting soap opera at the same time. Her schedule became more busy, and I think the stress of having to film two shows simultaneously. I mean that'll get that would get to anybody, so I think you're seeing the cracks in just her stress level dealing with Charlie dealing with two different production schedules. she had to schlep from filming in wherever the hell they film the soap opera all the way out to wherever teddy's retreat was she that that's like annoying, but she did it because it's her job, and I think you just see some of the stress you know coming through, and finally, I think. With this Brandy stuff, you're going to see the stress just totally get to her because she's about to be exposed, quote unquote, exposed for something that she didn't want to be seen.
0: So I think that's a very good perspective. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that perspective. I also think, first of all, I would like to say not only, you know, the schlepping between two shows, but also people don't realize when you're a performer, having to switch from I'm acting and I'm in character and then I have to go and be myself, but still edit edited on camera is actually a very hard shift. Like it's a very hard transition to do in just like one day, for example, right. Right. It's super, super hard. But, um, I do want to say, I think she is looser in some aspect or maybe the, the editors and the producers were looser with the way that they wanted to portray her. But at the same time, I do not understand how someone can talk about her husband's penis multiple episodes in a row on a TV show that her children are going to fucking see. But then <laughs> all her friends are talking about a threesome. She is now completely like I'm mother of the year. Like yeah, I that that stuff.
1: I have a feeling there's something we're not privy to. I feel like maybe there's something behind the scenes. That's all shady in a way that like there's something else going on. It kind of falls into the category of like why does Garcelle hate Kyle? Clearly something happened that we were we're not privy to. And listen, it's all gonna come out at the reunion. But right now, we still don't know.
0: I'm kind of mad about the whole Garcelle and Kyle thing because when Garcelle came on the show, I was like, "Yes, baby, we have another Erica." She to me, she's like an Erica Jane. Yeah, you know, she's very theatrical. Confident, 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 yeah, confident. Like I was actually very excited for those two to kind of bond together because I'm a huge fan of Erica Jane. Yeah, and when I saw her just being so judgy towards Kyle for no apparent reason. I was very, very disappointed in Garcelle and it, it and it made me like her less.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, really li- I really like, I really like ourselves, but there's something, okay, listen, so much of these shows, what were, what you watched particularly Beverly Hills. So like, look at entire last season of Beverly Hills. So much of what you're watching on these shows is, the fights are about things that are happening off camera. So we're not privy to what, what it really is about. I mean, that's, this is, this is, this goes back to, you know, Tinsley and Dorinda, which we've been watching a season long arc of Dorinda hating Tinsley for just merely existing. It's about what's going on behind the scenes. She's jealous of Tinsley's life behind the scenes and it spills over onto the show and they need to make up a, they need to like create a, a little artifact or a little farce as to why they're fighting and that's why it's always confusing to the audience because it's not real. It they can't really say what it's about until usually until the reunion.
0: Yeah. We don't have like a tangible example when we, you know, Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, all the fights happen on camera. Yeah. Which, which is probably why I'm getting a little bit bored of Real Housewives because I'm Mm. sick and tired of getting half the story. And then I have to spend my life reading the news to understand what really fucking goes on. behind. Yeah. That,
1: that is is annoying. And it never used to be that way. Um, I'm trying to like hearken back to like maybe like early days of Early days of like real Housewives of New York some of actually the entire Jill Zarin Bethany fallout that was about behind the scenes stuff um, but, yeah, but but it was but that, that was the exception to the rule early days ye, they laid it all out on the screen
0: what do you think of Lisa Renner turning on her friend do you kind of
1: I think she's cut through
0: she's
1: a fantastic housewife fantastically entertaining. Like, amazing, amazing to watch. Uh, I wouldn't trust her. I mean, I don't know. I think you got to stay on her good side. Like, in real life, like, she's, you know, I think she, I don't know. Like, why did she turn on her friend? I think she did it because they knew they needed a damn storyline for this show.
0: I do think so. And I I know that she is probably very savvy with, you know, the production of herself, with her self-production. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think that you know, she kind of saw Denise be an arsehole. And she was like, no. I think she exploited
1: the little bit that she saw in order to create a show. She's there to make a show.
0: I do feel bad for Denise. And I feel bad for, you know, her private matters being exposed. But at the same time, when you do sign on to be on the show, you kind of have to be prepared for that at the same time. And I think maybe Lisa Mm -hmm. Renner was a little bit just just lacked empathy you know for her friend she was like well she signed she signed to be on a show so it, you know that should be out there mm-hmm. but there is you know when you've been friends for so long i definitely my friend would be on my shit list at this point i think that she, lisa renner is giving me all the reality tv i want there is nobody i like watching more than lisa renner mm-hmm. iconic she's amazing yeah she's amazing because you know she's giving us everything i think that for example kyle is a great mother she shows you know us her entire life but we don't see everything we don't see i feel like kyle is definitely more filtered on tv and for example erica jane i love to watch her but we don't see everything we don't see day-to-day her relationship with her son we don't see a lot of her husband and i just think that lisa renner gives it gives it all she gives she's us amazing everything. she's amazing She's, ama- um, she's amazing, t- she's
1: amazing. She's amazing. To she's she she's an amazing housewife.
0: Do you like Teddy? No, she's awful. Why? She, she needs to go.
1: <laughs> she's boring. She commit. Like I said, she commits the number one crime. She's boring. You, so it's, it's,
0: it's for you. Um, Teddy commits more of a crime than Denise.
1: De- yeah, no. Denise co- commits no crimes <laughs> in my
0: in my eyes. <laughs> Teddy, like,
1: what does Teddy bring to the show? Is she funny? No. Is she I mean, she I, I do think she's smart, but she doesn't have any... She does have some interesting insights, but, like, they hardly even feature her anymore. I i don't quite know. I'm shocked that she got this third season. I don't think she'll be back.
0: I hope she's not, because she is so boring. Love watching Dorit this season, because although she is feeding us bullshit, that's bullshit I want to see on my TV screen. She bugs the oh hell out. The, the confessional
1: where she and PK literally look like prisoners. <laughs> Which they probably will be one day. Yeah, I mean, I Duri is like so fucking kooky. Like she grew on me a lot. I I like her. I like her more now than I ever have. She's she's just really kooky and like it's entertaining. What do you think of Sutton?
0: Ooh, fucking hate her. (laughs) Do you you hate her? Tell me why. She just bugs me I think that she's a newbie And she you know she, There was this whole scene Where she was like I just wish that we could all Like not judge each other And get along Bitch you got on the show Judging everyone Right off the bat And you don't even know These women
1: Yeah What do you yeah. think? Um, <laughs> she confuses me I can't tell what's real And what's not She seems to be Very nervous And very I mean we've seen her Have like two panic attacks On screen Like she seems very anxious Filming the show I dub- she will 100% be back for sure. I mean, she gets more screen time than Garcelle. Like at first glance, you'd think she was the housewife and Garcelle was a friend of. I need to see more.
0: I feel like she's the kind of person who can give it, but who cannot take it. Yes. And that usually yes. makes great reality TV. It's the person who will you know give it to people be disgusting be judging. but then who causes like throws a tantrum when she has to take it which makes for some of the best reality tv fights but i will say i just don't like her like i would not want to be friends with her some of the housewives that i like watching most are the housewives that if i saw them i would want to be their friend you know what i mean i would want to be like who like who Lisa Renner, I would want to be her friend. Yeah, I wouldn't tell her everything. Right. But I would definitely be down for a hang with Lisa Renner. I would, you know, if she was my girlfriend, I'd be down for just girls drink her and I and it would be a fucking epic night. Mm -hmm. Would I have an epic night with someone talking about couture and judging everyone's outfits and, you know patronizing everyone fuck no i don't want to be friends with her i don't need someone who talks about couture to go shopping with although i do like my designer items i need someone who's going to be fucking hilarious and honest yeah yeah you know i did i did love that they
1: showed that that scene in the first episode in the scene in this season premiere that she was at the dolce and gabbana what i don't know if they were their house or whatever that kind of said it all i mean you know you know the controversy around Dolce and Gabbana, right? Domenico Dolce and Gabbana? I actually don't. They have been very outspoken against surrogacy laws. They've been, they have said very racist things in the past, like very publicly and like doubling down against surrogacy, uh, about uh, the, just the way Black people look. What else have they said? Um, I think they're against like IVF. Like they have very backwards views on things. Okay, had no idea, but thanks yeah. for that, That's why the that's why like a lot of um, that's why whenever a celebrity is shown like on the red carpet wearing Dolce and Gabbana, it becomes a thing online. It's like you're supporting these like racist assholes. Google no. Google Google the controversy. Do a Wikipedia Dolce and Gabbana, and you'll see the list of all the insane things they have said over the
0: past number of years. That is crazy. Thanks for making me aware. Cause I, yeah. well, I'm not a huge fan to begin with, but like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. But you know, once, once someone, you know, puts out these like, you know, racist thoughts and backwards mentality, you're kind of labeled with that. It's really hard. That's why, that's why I'm still kind of like, what the fuck is going to happen with Stassi's career? Like I, I'm very intrigued. Well, to I, know- I
1: predicted on my, on my podcast. I predicted that in like three years, she'll be a co-host on the view. Like I can really I, see, I can really see her. Doing that or on like the talk, what you know, one of those like panel shows. Cut to three years later, Pete. This this will wash over and she'll have another opportunity but like that. But bigger. I guarantee you she's gonna be like on the talk, or I mean the view is like a very I mean that may be too big for her, but she'll be on like one of these she'll she's gonna be like a pundit. Trust me. I see it. I yeah.
0: I trust you. I, yeah. I I trust your vision. I trust your vision. Who do you think is gonna stay in the Housewives um next season? On which franchise? Beverly Hills. Sorry, I keep, um, we're talking about, do you think, do you think Kyle is like done? Do you think that we've seen enough? No,
1: I think they will keep everybody. They're going to lose Teddy. And I think they will lose Teddy. Definitely Sutton will become a full-time housewife. And perhaps they will bring in somebody new. They'll either keep it as is with all of them. Minus Teddy, and yeah, probably bring in somebody new, because Beverly Hills always has a very, like, they have a, like, typically have, like, seven or eight people on the cast, because none of them are ever available to film, because they're always filming other projects, so they need another body in there. That's my
0: prediction. Do Brandon's gonna come back
1: full-time at any point? No, I don't, because, from what I understand, Lisa Vanderpump has, has had some, like, uh, edict with, ha- she has some sort of pact with production with evolution and bravo that if you ever bring back brandy i will never step foot on the real housewives of beverly hills ever again and i think the long-term plan for lvp is she will be back on beverly hills and then within like two or three years
0: you really think so i mean yes. evolution that's also the production company for vanderpump Rules. so she in, does have leverage there ex-
1: exactly like as soon as beverly hills comes down like that that plane is going to come down it will eventually it will and Lisa Vanderpump needs a job. She's going to go to Beverly Hills with perhaps like a Lala in tow.
0: You think Lala's going to make it to the housewives of Beverly Hills? I can
1: see it. I, and I formally could even see it with Stassi, but obviously not anymore. I think Lala is the only one that could cross over because she will be, she's, you know, getting married. Like she, it, she will legitimately she legit. be a housewife.
0: Yeah. That's who she is now. I yeah. she has no business being in Vanderpump Rules. Yep. I this season she had no storyline, nothing to say for herself, inserting herself in everyone else's drama. I keep saying it on the podcast. LVP will LVP will
1: bring her back to Beverly will will rejoin Beverly Hills and have Lala with her as an ally.
0: I, I see them being, you know, friendly now. I definitely, I 100% can see that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And it bugs me because I really don't like Lala. Um, mm.
1: I used to love you- her. I used to be in love with her. Her first seasons, like season, like whatever it was, four or five, her first couple of seasons, I absolutely loved her. And then I don't know what happened. I think because she was so desperate to have this cast's approval, like they all hated her in the beginning and all she wanted was to be accepted by them. I think once she was finally accepted by them, she crossed over.
0: Yeah. I don't know what changed. I did like her in the beginning, although I always saw something that I just was not down for. Now I just, not only do I not like her as a person, I just don't like watching her, which is like, Mm. that is a crime.
1: Well, that's That's a crime. crime. That's the crime. When When you're no longer entertaining, that's the crime
0: exactly she could have like not been there this season i wouldn't have noticed type of thing she didn't bring anything to the table Um, i had a question for you do you think summer house has the potential slash is going to make it as like the next big like the vanderpump rules of bravo do you think it, it that's in store for them
1: oh that's interesting in in terms of crossing over into general pop culture mainstream the way vanderpump rules did
0: yes no why
1: no because on Vanderpump Rules, the cast, they're more misfits. They're, it's, who, when you have a Jax Taylor, he's doing things, he's getting arrested, he's cheating so, in such a wild way. Like, he, they, they're sociopaths on Vanderpump Rules. Well, no, Jax is a sociopath. There's, the people on Summer House are good people. And they're, yes. just, they're very fun to watch. They're very, very, very entertaining. And um, Summer House is more like a sitcom in the sense that literally every episode, it resets to the beginning. Like they get over their fights very, very quickly. It's almost like Real Housewives of New York in that sense. The sense that things get resolved very quickly. It's rare that storyline continues into like episode upon episode. Some do, like some of the romantic entang- entanglements do. But it's, it's, it's a comedy, whereas Vanderpump Rules is a sadistic Shakespearean tragedy.
0: It's deep rooted drama in, you know, very, very long friendships. You know, it's very, yeah, whereas
1: Summer House is like light and bright. And I think Summer House will go, you know, they're, they're, they're about to shoot right now in the Hamptons. Um. And no, I don't think that it'll, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. I love Summer House. I'm thrilled that it finally, you know, uh, you know, got all this momentum in this last season. And I think it's going to have a very successful next season. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. of no, but no, I don't think, I do not think here's, here's why. I'll I'll tell you exactly why. Mm -hmm. The people on Vanderpump Rules are stars. You look at somebody like Tom Sandoval, and of course like jacks tom sandoval lala stacy and james and james kennedy and she and sheena too sheena too those people are stars they have an x factor you know what i
0: mean do you know yeah. what i mean by that whereas summer house you don't think Paige has i i i no no no, no really that's so funny to hear because I, mean, I-, I, lo- I love Paige she's very funny and, and that's why I was a little
1: hesitant to call Sheena a star I mean Sheena's like funny but she's Sheena's very entertaining to watch but they don't have she doesn't have the she doesn't have the gift in the confessionals the way all those other people do like a James Kennedy and just the watchability the way right. those other people do
0: James Kennedy say all you want is a fucking star I mean oh he's my he's,
1: favorite I've loved him since the minute I laid eyes on him loved him
0: he's great reality tv um, yep. see I had high hopes for summer house I really I really did ha- do have high hopes for summer house because it's cute like I exactly, watched it them- yeah yeah. It's cute, I, but it goes back to what you said. It's the lighthearted, the cutie cutie. It's the Hello Kitty version of Vanderpump Rules, which is why it might not make it into mainstream pop culture. But I do thoroughly enjoy watching it. It's my feel-good show. It makes me feel good every time exactly. I watch it. Exactly.
1: Yeah, the people... It's it's, it's basic as the people on, on Summer House are... They're not doing anything totally insane that would warrant getting into the news. And that's the thing that makes you cross over you're doing something totally insane that is why the real housewives of new york you look at like at luann for example she crossed over she is a mainstream celebrity she is not just a reality person like people know who she is because the things she have has you know getting the whole arrest and the cabaret became such like a mainstream success she surpassed she crossed over bethany crossed over minute one you know you you know what i mean
0: I do think that if Kyle wasn't such a business oriented entrepreneur, he could have had a star quality. I mean that mm-hmm. I think so you know the way that he gets so fucking wasted the mm-hmm. way that he compared Stacy to Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, that was funny.
1: Oh actually, you're making me think of something now so they do have this lover boy, which is like a a modest success. I think if that okay if that somehow gets sold for a hundred million dollars skinny girl style, yeah, then they'll become mainstream.
0: <laughs> probably, probably. It's all dependent on how successful they are, and yeah, know, yeah. But role. I think,
1: but I think that it has the potential. It is, you know, listen. I see it at Whole Foods. Like it's a, it's a thing.
0: It, it is a, it is a full blown thing. I'm desperate to try Boy. Haven't been able to because I'm. Oh, stuck. it's 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 good. Would you would you incorporate it in your like actual party drinks? Like if oh, you that's had so a- funny. For-
1: um, I would incorporate it for my like if if, if I as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for people, oh, yeah. for, if, if I'm having a party and, like, I know that, like, at least, like, three people watch the show, like, they would, like, get a real kick out of it.
0: Right. So, you wouldn't it as a joke. That says a lot about the crap. <laughs> I'm actually crying. Um, I have a little question for you. I also talk about Netflix and you know, I kind of want to know if there's anything on Netflix that you've been watching lately that you're obsessed with that you recommend, um, something that's yeah. kind of taken your attention off of Bravo.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's watching Selling Sunset. I it, Selling yeah. Sunset is good. L- listen, it, it just ripped off million dollar listing, which I lo- I'm a huge million dollar listing fan, particularly the New York, uh, the New York. Franchise of it, I do watch LA as well. Selling Sunset is a mix of million dollar listing LA meets the hills because it's kind of scripted. Yes. um So that is good, and I do want to tell your listeners that p- the the TV show Pose P O S E Pose it's a Ryan Murphy show. It was mm-hmm. originally on FX. Both seasons of that show are now on Netflix, and that is the best scripted show that you can possibly watch right now.
0: Amazing. I personally want to inject my personal thoughts and opinions on Netflix because I don't know if it's quarantine. I used to be the typical reality; like I would only watch the Selling Sunsets, The Love Is Blind, Too Hot to Handle, which I love. I love Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, Um, had people from the the podcast on this show go listen to those episodes. Shameless plug. Annoying. I don't know what quarantine did to me. I started watching really, really twisted TV. And I got really obsessed with Spanish shows. So I've been watching um, Cable Girls, which is... Have you watched Cable Girls? No. No. What is oh that? It's about these cable girls from, you know, in, in Spain. It's a Spanish show. How, you know, the rise of telephone and the telephone companies and the telephone booths. But so much drama and so much... It It's just so... Crazy, and I was so <laughs> invested that it gave me sleepless nights because I couldn't stop myself from watching. And when the the show ended, the f- the season four ended, I was so upset. I felt like I had no purpose in life. And they just announced that they were going to come out with season five in July, which is very soon. And I can breathe again. Like I can't explain. It was the that's so funny. I'll check it out. I swear to God. And then there's another one called Locked Up, which in Spanish is Vis a Vis. They mm-hmm. I speak Spanish. They only mm. show it in Spanish. And it's about these um, female inmates in Spain. You you could kind of compare it to Orange is the New Black, but way, way, way better. Just is it kind of like Wentworth? Um, I haven't seen it. I thought you meant, sorry, I thought you meant something else. No, Went- I
1: Went- have- Wentworth is kind of like Orange is the New Black, but like way darker. And a lot of people say that it's a, a, a lot better.
0: Yeah. it's So I haven't seen Wentworth, but... Um, exactly like that a lot darker but with some real life like believable darker very mm-hmm. realistic and i same could not stop watching was completely stuck was so unproductive for two months because of these two shows and i just highly mm-hmm. recommend i'm definitely going to be watching um the show that you recommended can't remember the I'll name
1: pose, pose. yeah pose. Yeah, absolutely. It's about the, the, in the, it takes place in the late 80s and very early 90s. It's about the underground ball scene, um, basically where voguing came from. And like Madonna made it mainstream and basically about all these trans, like more than half the cast is tra- these trans actors. Amazing.
0: And
1: it is phenomenal. The music is killer. It's just, it is, it's incredible. I can't recommend it highly enough.
0: Well, thank you so much for giving me purpose because I was, you know, in shortage of shows to watch. So I'm glad that you, (laughs) you'll love it. You will love it. Jess, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? You give a fantastic interview. I can't say it enough. So I really want everyone to go check your podcast.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So the, my podcast is called hot takes and deep dives. You can find it everywhere, um, on Instagram, uh, my account is Jess X NYC and the show account is Hot Takes Deep Dive. And let me think, what interviews have I done? I, I interviewed Peter from Vanderpump Rules and he like freaked out and had a whole like moment in that interview. It's it's very, very entertaining. Um, talked about you know, he he talked about I asked him about, you know, take me back to like the day Lisa Vanderpump walked into you guys working at CERN and was like, okay, like I think we're actually gonna do a spin-off here. He walks you through the whole process of everything he's witnessed um, since, you know, he just would watch them filming Beverly Hills in the restaurants and cut to they created the spinoff. I interviewed Patty Stanger from The Millionaire Matchmaker recently, and that was a wild interview as well. Um, I've had Kyle Cook on... um, lots of people oh ariana from vanderpump rules um Amazing. lots of different people and any like you like real world fans out there i just had danny roberts from the real world new orleans which is like so pivotal in my like anybody who's you know in their you know in their 30s you know or into their 40s right now you know you i know we all grew up watching the real world on mtv and this is a guy who he, he you know he wasn't the first gay guy on the real world but he was definitely one of the more memorable ones and he like just i just asked him everything about the casting process the filming process you know he got into some politics with him because his his story was very political so that's all out there for you
0: amazing thank you so much for this and thanks for coming on the show thank you diana this was great <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. Just a quick reminder, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It is the most helpful and supportive thing you can do for this show. Also, if you would like to engage in the conversation yourself, you're welcome to request to join the secret Facebook group. It's called You Can't Sit With Me. Don't forget to look for it. But all really annoying and thirsty plugs aside, hope you enjoy this episode.